Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, the global community of women in high school sports, and We Coach. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations. You need to add them to your network. And now don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes as we give our sponsors their shout outs. These are all great companies that I used as a coach or as an athletic director. You should be using them too. So here we go. We want to say thanks to Home Campus for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association platform. It's also your one stop for scheduling, student athlete eligibility uh, and clearance, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic. And the Home Campus staff was great to work with, too. For more information about how Home Campus can help you, just go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We want to thank Huddle for their support. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school because the tools Huddle provided our coaches allowed them to coach our kids at the highest level. Go to huddle.com. See why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Gipper. Go to Gipper.com. Their pros are going to teach you how to create custom graphics for your school social media channel in seconds. They're going to help you promote your team, celebrate your athletes, and it's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And Hometown is digital ticketing that offers more. More support, more security, more customization. Hometown is here to make the best solution for you. Go to hometownticketing.com. We want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo. See their tables and their boards in action. Their products not only generate income, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop right here. Snapraise is the best. But there's also Snap Store, Snap Connect, Snap Manage, and a whole lot more. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. We'd like to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Vital Signs will help you transform school tributes to celebrate your whole community and showcase your school's diverse history, your proudest moments, and your top role models. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Mention the podcast, they'll give you a nice discount too vitalsignswalloffame.com. We want to say thank you to District 1. Go to District 1, that's W-O-N. You're going to feel like you've won when you see their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You'll never have to order a full set of uniforms again when you only need one or two replacement pieces. Go to district1.com, click on the Team Gear button, you'll get a free quote. That's District one com, And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. If you've never taken, uh, never had your parents or your student-athletes take a survey to let you take the pulse, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com, get started today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another segment of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going back to Ohio. We're going back to West Liberty Salem High School, but we're going to be visiting with a coach today, Ann Vogel. 
is the uh, head cross country and track coach and award-winning coach at West Liberty Salem High School. Uh, we had her athletic director on uh, a while back and uh, just, you know, long story short, I thought Ann would be a great guest for our listeners. So uh, Ann Vogel, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks for having me, Jake. I'm excited. Well, we're excited to have you on for our listeners. We're recording this on July 10th, so it's going to be pretty timely by the time you listen to it. Uh, and we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Maybe take us up through your own college years, and then we'll take a quick break and then come back and hear more about your career. But what's the Ann Vogel origin story? The Ann Vogel origin story. I was born in Bowling Green, Ohio. Um, I was to the, I'm the daughter of Maynard and Roberta Sauer. We moved to West Liberty when I was almost four years old. So I've lived here all my life. Um, went back to Bowling Green to um, get my bachelor's in communication and then um, moved back to West Liberty and raised family, married my husband. And this is where I've been, you know, almost all my life. Um, I started, my family has a big background in sports. I have cousins who swam in Olympic trials. I have a uncle who was a great uncle who was, has passed away, but was the world record holder in the Ironman competition at one time out in Hawaii. So we've always, sports is a big part of our lives. Um, and my brother ran on two of the state cross country teams at West Liberty Salem. And that's what turned us on to running. Before that, I would say my family when I was a kid, we were ball sport people. We played, I played softball and basketball and, but my brother started running and my family just fell in love with it. And um, it became a big part of my life. I did run one year at Bowling Green, but ended up getting a really good job that coincided with my major and it actually paid. So when you're in college and you didn't get really a big scholarship for running, you got a scholarship or you could you know, pay for your college that way. I ended up taking that route. And then um, I came back to West Liberty got married and was working at my father's company and our athletic director at the time, Louise Dunham, who was my seventh grade volleyball and basketball coach said, Hey, the track coach is not going to coach this spring. And it was the end of February. So they needed a coach pretty quickly. She said, could you fill in this year? And I thought, sure, I can fill in for a year. I didn't think, and actually, I guess I wasn't married yet. I was engaged then, but um, I said, I will fill in for, for the year thinking that was it. And then the next thing I knew I was coaching middle school cross country. And now 31 years later, I'm still coaching at, at my alma mater where I went to high school and where I also ran. So it's great opportunity to just, you know, I'm right now coaching grandkids of people that I went to school with, which sounds crazy, but when you've coached this long, you know, you run into that. So it's just, I love my community and love my sport. And it just makes it a lot of fun to do what I do. Well, uh, let's uh, go back to your own, um, you know, growing up time, uh, you know, um, junior high, high school, um, you know, what sticks out from those years then that are, has an impact on you now as a long time successful coach, anything come to mind? Yeah, I think just um, having the ability, my parents were very supportive and never, the car rides home were never about the sport unless it was, Hey, you did it. You had a great race or you had a great game, but then it was more about what's for dinner. You know, what, what's your homework? What do you have to go to school? So I think just having those supportive parents who let me try, I mean, I, I did cheerleading one year, which I absolutely hated, but I did it. Cause you know, everyone did it and played basketball and volleyball and softball. And they just let me try everything that I liked. There was no pressure to, you know, specialize in anything. And we were, so I think that's a big part of just me being able to love all sports, but letting me naturally find what fit me the best and, and running was it. I, I loved to run. And um, I was always, my dad would even have us race barefooted up and down our stone driveway to toughen us up. So I loved racing and, and running and, and just that, that, um, you know, it's individual, but yet for me, it was that my teammates and growing up with those people who, you know, I've coached with and have coached their, their children just brings me back and just full circle to, to what I did, you know, as a, as a kid. You know, um, we're not that far removed from the 50th anniversary of Title IX. You know, you and I were sharing uh, before we started, you know, my wife was a, a Title IX pioneer. We're both 
little bit older than you. Uh, you know, she ran on her boys cross country team in, in 1972 until she started beating all the boys. And then the coach, uh, <laughs> grudgingly let her have a girls team. Um, what have you seen or, or what sorts of positive changes? And certainly we know we have a long way to go, but what are some sure. positive changes you've seen from your days as a high school athlete to now, you know, you're coaching those next generations of women runners? Right. Well, I, I, I believe we have, um, we're getting coaches that understand the sport more and that understand that we're no different than the boys. You can coach us the same. I, I kind of cringe when people go, Oh, you have to coach them differently. If it's X's and O's, you're coaching the same defense or offense to the girls as you are the boys. But I also think just the fans, the enthusiasm, I think more girls are, um, they want to be in sports. Even when I was in school, cheerleading was still a big thing and there weren't you know to get 20 girls I have 20 girls on my cross-country team this year and we're a small division three school in Ohio but girls weren't taking those opportunities and now now they see it as part of their life I think they see it as part of a lifestyle and then finally I believe just the fans that come you know I would go I played girls basketball in high school and there might be besides our parents three other people in the stands and now I think sometimes for our school at least I've seen more fans of a girls game, especially if they're having a big season. We've had some really successful girls basketball teams at West Liberty Salem. So it's neat to see the fans and the enthusiasm and, and the girls having the same like jock block or, you know, spirit section that the boys have. So those things, I think that sports have grown. And then also just um, the development as, as females, as athletes, I think, you know, coaches are seeing that they can push girls. I know I've, I had coaches in the past that well, that's all you can do because you're a girl. And now I think, you know, coaches are, are pushing and encouraging girls to be the best they can be in their sport. And it, it's, it's fun to watch. And also, I guess one more I talk about Jake is just more female athletes and more female coaches. I'm sorry. There's just so many more female co coaches. Even when I started coaching 31 years ago, so many more female coaches. And I think that's so important for our female athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they, they need to be able to see, that uh, woman coach, that woman AD, that woman principal uh, to to know, to really uh, understand that, hey, I could do that too. You know, very cool stuff. Um, for our listeners, our guest today is Ann Vogel. She's an award-winning cross-country and track coach, and she's the head coach at West Liberty Salem High School, and that's in Ohio. We're going to take our first break, but we're coming back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Home Campus for their sponsorship. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association platform. And it's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. As a high school athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day. And it was just fantastic. And the Home Campus team was great to work with, too. For more information on how you can become a part of the Home Campus team, just go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided to help them coach our kids at the highest level. Go to huddle.com. You're going to find a professional grade solution and you're going to see why people believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users, turn your school into a huddle school. Welcome back everyone to the educational AD podcast. And, um, you mentioned already that uh, you've been at West Liberty Salem for many years. Um, obviously, uh, you, you've done a good job there, but they reached out to you. They asked you to come and coach. So take our listeners through that journey. You know, what was that first season like? What was that first team meeting like? And how have you kept the success going year after year after year? Well, they came to me to coach and I really thought it was a temporary. I thought it was a one season thing until they found I'm not a teacher I don't teach at the school so I really thought it was a one season thing and we, I had a um, gentleman Larry Steider who's been a mentor to me all my life um, when I was in high school that he was going to help me through it and I 
not that I didn't take it seriously, but I really thought it was temporary. I wanted to do the best I could for the girls. I was always a competitive athlete. I like to win. So I thought, you know, I'm going to start from there. But they, the team had had success. When I was in school, we had a lot of success, some Ohioans and top 10 finish at the state meet and track. And, um, you know, there was some success. So I think the program was a little down at the time and numbers were a little low. Um, softball had come in as a, a team sport by that time. And so we were competing against, you know, get getting kids that, you know, maybe were track kids that went on to play softball. So that year, I just, just really focused on myself trying to learn because I, you know, it's one thing to be an athlete, but to learn to track, you know, so there's pole vault, there's hurdles, there's all these events. And I was, I came from a distance background, distance running background. So I thought I'm going to learn as much as I can and, and do what I can for the girls. And I had a lot of help from, we had a great coaching staff at the time. And then they asked me to coach cross country, middle school cross country. And I thought, you know, I really enjoyed the season of coach. I thought this might be something I want to do. And I never thought that was not in my, my game plan, my life game plan to be a coach. I thought I was going to take over my father's real estate company and, and um, raise a family and be a mom, go that route. But I really enjoyed coaching. I, it was in my blood at that time. So then I really started trying to recruit kids and get to know kids. And it was a little harder, even though I live in this community, you know, people, faces change, different people move in and out. So I got to really become involved in the community and just to encourage kids to come out. So it wasn't an overnight thing that our team became successful. I think we didn't win a, a team title for maybe a, like a, a conference title for three or four years after I started. But then I started really working with the girls, telling them, teaching them how it was to win. I believe I've changed as a coach over the years, but at that point, just getting the numbers out and myself learning, I felt like the more I learned, the more I went to clinics and talked to other coaches, the better coach I became. And I think that's the program changed with that. And then when athletes saw that success, they wanted to be a part of it and they came out for the track team as well. But I'm a big proponent of getting multi-sport athletes. I think that's how track and field, it's the it's the ultimate, you know, the best athletes can come out and do this sport. You don't have to be, you know, how to dribble a ball or shoot the ball or hit a ball. So really tried to just work and get girls out writing letters to athletes, sending them in the back then snail mail. We didn't even have email. That's how old I am. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, sending emails out, having ice cream parties, having any hot, you know, cookouts, things like that to encourage kids to come to feel like they were a part of something. And after you, I did that for a few years, it started just to take off and snowball and the kids, the kids kind of sold the program themselves after that. I, I'm still always trying to sell the program, but now I, I think it comes from the kids. They're the ones that sell the program and, and let others know how much fun it is and, and what, you know, want them to be a part of it, but it is a little harder sell because especially with cross country, you know, it's like, Oh, what's your workout today? We're running eight miles for a lot of, <laughs> a lot of even the best athletes that does not sound like a whole lot of fun. So you've got to add those other things in that it's not just about the running, but it's about the team building and the experiences and the friendships that you make along the way. And those are the things that, that the kids remember, but that was kind of just the infancy, the infancy of it starting out. And then I just believe, um, you know, getting other coaches on my staff that knew sports. And, and like I said, I'm not, I never hurdled in my life, maybe in third grade or something, but so, you know, learning from them and, and um, just making our team bigger and better as every year, you know, we always have, we have a saying on our team brick by brick and, and that's kind of how, how the program started. And, and that's, I think how it, how it grew into what it is today. Well, as you were rattling off all those, um, uh... Uh, activities. Uh, I already shared with you, you know, my wife's a career cross country and track coach and I coach track too. Uh, you know, many times I'd be her sprint jump hurdle coach, uh, you know, <laughs> while she was doing the distances. But the point that you were making for listeners was you went out and you sold the program and you helped build it through your enthusiasm and all the different activities. And then you also uh, mentioned that now you're at a point where the kids are selling the program, you know, Hey, you need to come out uh, for track to their classmates, the kids walk in the halls. And I think so many coaches and ADs miss that boat of, you know, Oh, geez, nobody's coming out for my sport. Well, get out and sell it, get out and promote it. Um, uh, I, again, um, you've already heard, so this is a loaded question. Uh, you know, uh, you already know um, I understand cross country. I was a track coach and we've also had your athletic director, on the program. Um, 
what's the environment like at your high school as far as promotion and celebration of cross country and track and field uh, historically? It's not like football or basketball or what people might consider a marquee sport. So how do you feel at West Liberty Salem about the way the athletic program and the community support your two teams? Sure. Well, I go back to the 70s. We had four on the boys' side, four consecutive state championship teams. So I really believe that our our community, and if you ask anyone around the state, you know, what sport do you think of when you hear West Liberty Salem? They're going to say track and cross country because we've had had that success. Now, with that being said, there are years I feel that maybe we were short-sighted. I remember the boys football team made the playoffs and they were having a big pep rally and the girls cross country team made it to state and we weren't even invited to the pep rally. You know, we kind of had to fight for our own pep rally. I was like, are you kidding me? What? And so, Good for you. You Good for you. so there's a fine line where, you know, you, um, you know, and, and great. And let's celebrate everyone doing, I want all the teams to be going to state. That's what that, that makes the whole, I believe the whole school, if we were doing well in all sports, it's just going to make each sport just get better and better and more competitive. But um, I think now it, it's much more celebrated. Um, when we won state in 2019 in track, um, the bus came through town and the, our little town with three stoplights was just, the streets were loaded with people and our athletic, athletic director at the time, you know, he pulled that off in 30 minutes and he actually said he goes are you almost in town I said yeah we had to stop in the next town and wait till they got everyone there and the fire trucks are ready to lead us through town so now I think it's more celebrated and more respected um it's so hard to win a state title so I think the community and and maybe even the ball sport coaches understand you know this is good. And to me, if I have a, a girl that's su- super successful in soccer, I think that makes her a better track athlete because oh, she no has that spirit. But I, I do feel sometimes we are competing like, well, I want you to play soccer year round or I want you to do track year round. And I try to really encourage like, do your thing. And because so many of these kids, high school's it. They're not even going on to play at the collegiate level. So let's let them enjoy it and, and give their all and celebrate their community and promote their community while they're at it. So, but yeah, back to the question though, Jake, I, I do think there are times I have felt short-sighted. I will be quite honest, but right now I think we are um, respected and, um, you know, we put in the work and proven ourselves. So I think we get as much, much of the fanfare as, as the other, the other teams do. Uh, well, again, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, I, even as a longtime football coach as an AD, you know, th- there were times where I, I felt I did not do as good a job as I should have done at promoting all of our teams. But uh, uh, again, absolutely right. Good stuff. For listeners, uh, our guest today is Ann Vogel, uh, award-winning cross-country and track coach for West Liberty Salem High School. And that's in Ohio. We're going to take another break, but we're coming back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com. Their team is going to help you create custom graphics for your social media channel in seconds. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Gipper is going to help you celebrate your teams, promote your athletes. Um, It's used by over 3,000 high schools and colleges across the country. Uh, Again, it's professional graphic designs for your school's social media channel. Mention the podcast and you'll get a nice little discount. That's gipper.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They offer digital ticketing with more, more support, more security, more customization. Hometown is the best solution for you. They're not only going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, they're going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager, giving you hands-on support every step of the way. And Hometown's not just for your athletic events. Uh, They'll show you how to sell online tickets for school plays and concerts, dances, even graduation. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. And one of my favorite segments is this one coming up, where we uh, allow you to give a shout out to some of the people that have had an impact on your life. None of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the mentors 
that have impacted your life and your career so far? You know, I mentioned them before, but my parents were such a big part of my life as an athlete and as a coach. And the fact that they just allowed me to experiment with what I like to try different sports and, and the encouragement, there was never a time that, um, you know, when I dropped a ball in center field, you know, that that was a bad thing. It was like, oh, you missed that one, but you got, you got the ball in quickly and the girl didn't get to advance on the bases. Or So I, I just think they encouraged me and they also, um, gave me the confidence that I could compete against boys. Um, I would, we would play, we would have organized neighborhood softball games and my dad would put me right up there and, you know, say, you can catch it, you can pitch to him or you can, you can catch that fly ball. So I think that that gave me a lot of confidence, but then as coaches go um, early on in my career, I had um, Linda Sparks and she ended up being, um, she was a basketball coach, ended up being a superintendent at our school. She just always, made you feel important and you know she cared I mean that I think that goes so far with any athlete that you know when they know the coach cares they're going to perform better they're going to be more willing to make mistakes because they know it means way more than just the win or loss um they'll take risk they'll they're going to give it their all for that person that cares for them and, and she was definitely that person um Larry Steider I also mentioned him he was the coach when I came up on board the first time and he was kind of teaching me all the ropes, you know, and that was back in the day too, when you kept score for a track meet in a book, which I just think is so funny now, because now we can just look on our phone and know the score of the meet after each event, but um, he's, and he's still coaching with us. So he was coaching when I was in high school and he is still part of our coaching program right now. He's our hurdle coach and um, the kindness and the patience. I learned so much of that from him. He's just always been wonderful and someone I can still call to this day and say, Hey, who do you think I should put in this relay? And he's not afraid to say, Oh, maybe not her. Maybe this is the order you should be in. So when Larry speaks, I always listen. And then um, Earl Zillis was one of my early coaches when I ran and he was actually ran with my brother and was on some of the state championship teams. And, and he was young, but you know, he taught me that, um, that, that competitive spirit, you know, he taught me that, you know, don't ever give up on yourself. If the race is going bad, there's still time to change things up. And um, and he's someone too that I, I talked to the, to this day about you know workouts and and maybe just struggles I'm going through with an athlete or something like that. And he just also offers just great words of encouragement. But so I'm sure I'm missing people. I had a great softball coach when I was a kid, Marjorie Day, who just simply said, if you throw the ball on the ground, it's going to go on the ground. You throw it up. I mean, just simple things, but. Um, I was just nine years old, but I still remember that. This is very basic, you know, and, and really sports can be very basic and you can make it fun along the way and just just appreciating the times you have with, with those people. So, so many people, and I'm sure I'm missing people, but but those are kind of the core group that I was thinking about. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing. And you also mentioned earlier that you've been coaching at West Liberty Salem for many years and you're coaching, you know, the kids of, you know, athletes that you had coached previous. Right. Um, What's that experience like? Are they coming back and said, my mom said that you did this, you know, you know, whatever, 20 years ago or, you know, any uh, moments like that you can share? Lots of moments like that. And it's funny because the the parents that now I'm coaching their kids, they said that I'm much easier on their kids than I was on of them. Course, and I do yeah. believe that. I think I've gotten a lot softer <laughs> in my years, but, but um, yeah, we get a lot of that and it's fun. It's, and it's so much fun to just see that. That's so much about our program. It's such a family that there's just generations now of, of kids that are coming through. And I saw it today, the middle school kids were there and I was like, Oh, this little guy, I coached his dad. So it, it's just so neat to, to see that. And then I have right, not currently, but it's some, in the last 30 years that I've coached, I've had about 12 of my athletes go on to be coaches, not all in cross country and track, but, um, so that, um, gosh, weather sports, basketball, uh, just all about um, soccer. I think just so many different, um, sports that's so neat to see them feel like they could coach and they'll call me and, you know, ask for advice or just, just tell me a great story about them, maybe winning the game or something like that. So I love those things. I love hearing from my former athletes and, and what they're doing with their lives, but just knowing that there's some other coaches out there, it means a lot to me. It's really special. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Again, uh, our, uh, our own three kids uh, at various points after high school came back and coached at the schools where we were at, you know, either cross country and track for my wife or, or football with me and to hear them, using those coaching cues 
that we used on them so many years ago, uh, you know, with that next generation, <laughs> that's, you know, it always makes you turn, Hey, well, Hey, didn't I say that? Uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. Very cool stuff. And we're going to do this at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners, whether it's an AD or a coach, uh, wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, add you to their network, what's the easiest way for them to get a hold of you? Sure. Um, my email is a n n v g l at yahoo.com. Yes, I'm a Yahoo girl. I love my Yahoo. <laughs> but um, we also have a website and it's called um, born and raised in westliberty.com. So my email is on that as well. My phone number is on that. Um, feel free to reach out. I, I try to check my email every day. Um, I don't hope I would give you good advice, but I, I love hearing from coaches. And and I actually like, I learned so much from my former athletes, my cross country girls, we go to a camp every year. And one of my former athletes brings her team and I watch the cool things she does because I'm, and let's face it, I'm not getting, I'm not as young and hip as I used to be. So I learned some things from her that I'm like, ah, that's a really neat idea. So um, I'm also learning from the young athletes. I'm just not sharing my, my knowledge. They're, they're sharing a lot with me, but yeah, that website born and raised in westliberty.com. Um, reach out to me there. I'd be glad to, glad to help in any way. All right. Okay. And again, we'll share that again at the end of the podcast, uh, for our listeners and Vogel is our guest today, uh, award-winning cross country and track coach at West Liberty Salem high school. We're going to take another break. I know that's shocking to our regular listeners, but, uh, we're coming back with some more. This is our, uh, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, see their tables and their boards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Table. We use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Their products are just tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule that live web demo today. We also want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising program, stop right here. Snap Raise is the best, hands down. Our coaches used it with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where they're going to give you your funding before you actually do your fundraiser. Nobody else offers that. But you also have Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and a whole lot more. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. And one of the things that we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little. What are some things that you do as a leader, you know, with your team, with your coaches, with kids, uh, or maybe ideas that you've seen that you want to uh, embrace and, and bring back to your school? But what are some best practices that you can share with our listeners? You know, one that we've been doing just recently in the last few years um, is that we have um, Wellness Wednesdays. And what Wellness Wednesdays are, are days that we maybe focus on, we do focus on our mental health. We talk about our mental health. We maybe talk about things that we're struggling with, um, or we'll, so we'll do different things, different days. We'll journal. So every girl has a journal and they'll, they'll write something in their journal and sometimes they'll share it. Sometimes they won't. Um, one time we had a former teacher at the school bring in therapy dogs and everyone got to pet the therapy dogs and just kind of just take some time to wind down and, um, just be themselves. And it, it, we ended up having the best practice after that, when they did that. I've also allowed athletes to take mental health days where they come to me, no questions asked. And they say, coach, I need a mental health day. I'm not going to be at practice today. And if they want to talk to me, I'm, I'm more than happy to listen. Sometimes they just need to go home. They just need a break. There's a lot of pressure on them now. And so we do that. And, and again, when they come back the next day, they're just rested and ready to go. So really just focusing anything on mental health, I think is so important and, and sharing it with parents. I talked to the parents about it as well, that, you know, our, our athletes, mental health is, is really, really important to me. And especially with stories we've heard 
you know, sad, tragic stories of, of athletes that have, that have ended their lives. I think we just more and more have to focus on our kids and their mental well-being. Um, other things we do a little more lighthearted. We usually have a team dinner, maybe not every week, every other week tracks a little different. Cause there's so many girls. It's parents don't necessarily want 30 or 40 girls coming over to their house for dinner, but, but we, we have team dinners. We have theme days where, um, this Thursday, our theme day is going to be Hawaiian day where the girls are all going to dress like in Hawaiian shirts and, and have fun and do things like that. So just kind of taking away from, you know, just the workout itself and just the, day in and day out of the same thing. And another thing I really like to do is to give the athletes ownership. So there is a, there are days that I'll say, okay, this is the workout. What do you think the warm-up should be? And I let them pick. And I don't, if I even, if I cringing and going, this is not the warm-up I was hoping they would pick. I let them do it. I let them pick the warm-up and they do things, or I let them just go by themselves and talk about goals or, and, and not me having to lead everything. I think so often our, our kids are just from a young age, they're playing sports and they're, it's, it's so organized that they're not learning to do things on their own. When I was a kid, we had wiffle ball games going from about 8.30 in the morning as soon as our parents would let us out the door until we came in for lunch. And we organized all ourselves. We just did it ourselves and played. It's just giving the kids the opportunity to, to take ownership in their team and um, do things the way they want to do it or, or see how they want to do it. So those are some of the things we do. But I can't stress enough that just the mental health. And we, we had a school shooting at our school. And I'm going to get the date wrong. 2018, I believe, but, um, and that really how it affected. And thankfully no one was seriously injured. We have one, one boy who was, but, um, um, it was contained pretty quickly, but it really, how it affected my athletes. It really made me think about the, the importances of sports and what, what it means to them. And it's really not about, I mean, I have one state titles and it's great, but what I find way more fulfilling is getting a call from one of my athletes telling me she's got engaged and she's getting married or she just passed the bar exam or those things mean way more to me than, than those, the, the trophies that we won. So I just think the main thing, just trying to do anything I would say that would help the athletes mental health. And Jake, like I was telling you earlier, I learned from my my younger athletes that are, that are coaches now, I learned just as much from them as they learned from me. So don't be afraid to go out there and just get some fun, like I said, cool, hipper things to do, <laughs> especially if you're a veteran coach like myself. Yeah. Um, and, and again, those um, events that you talked about uh, as the husband of a career cross-country coach, you know, I, 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 I've seen that, you know, what are we going to do for warm up today? Or, you know, what's even the workout and you just got, you're, you're kind of holding your breath to, to see what the kids are going to come up with. Um, again, you've already alluded to, uh, and I think we all go through this from when we first start coaching to, you know, you've got 10, 15, 20 or more years under your belt. What do you see in yourself? You know, what's the biggest change? I know you said that you're, parents of your new kids think that you're too easy or much easier. I think everybody you know, feels that, but how do you turning that self-evaluation tool on, you know, how do you see um, things that you have changed? I think I have changed. Probably the best thing I've changed is being able to coach athletes individually. You know, leadership is one thing, but not everyone responds to leadership the same way. And so being able to effectively know how I can motivate Susie as compared to Sarah, um, I've, is a big deal and it helps both of them. And, and doesn't mean they don't maybe do the same workout, but, you know, maybe Sarah needs, she needs that rah, rah, go where Susie needs this kind of just that calming presence of just someone there knowing that that person's there supporting them. So I, I think it took a long time to learn that and to refine that. Um, but I feel that I'm, I'm really, I've been successful at that. And, and it, it means a lot to me. I really try to take the time to get to know my athletes personally and, um, just, you know, maybe their family life or what they're involved in in school other than track and cross country. And it's really helped me be a better coach and and be a better communicator, a better listener, and just a, an overall better person. 
Yeah, boy, that one really hits home for me. Uh, I, I remember the story. I had a quarterback, uh, had him for three years. Great kid, you know, tough kid. Uh, and, you know, I would you know, coach him, you know, right in his face. Uh, that's kind of who I was. And, and he just thrived on that. All right, coach, let's go. Uh, and when he graduated, uh, the kid that replaced him, you know, he'd been a, a, I mean, he was a much better athlete. He was this big linebacker, ended up playing college linebacker, but he was a quarterback for us. And that summer I was coaching him, you know, come on, Dan, I need to. And he just wilted under that. And it, it mm -hmm. took me a, a number of weeks. Thank God I figured it out that I had to go, Dan, this is what I need you to do. And I could feel the veins coming down on my forehead because I was keeping <laughs> yeah. everything together. But you're absolutely right. As a good coach, you got to find out how do I get to this kid? And it might not be, and it won't be the same for everybody. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think when you figure, once coaches figure that out, um, it makes your coaching easier. I think it's easier to coach when you figure that out as well. You're just kind of like, okay, this is what she needs. This is what she needs. And you move on from there and it might sound more complicated, but trust me, it's not. Once you figure that out and, and learn how to communicate and, and like you said, let the athletes know your expectations, you know, I think that makes it so much easier. No, absolutely. Great stuff. Thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, for our listeners, one more time, we're visiting with Ann Vogel, cross country and track coach at West Liberty Salem High School in Ohio. We're going to take another break, uh, but we're coming back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We'd like to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school records for all the teams, for all the events, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. It's also a great way to showcase your school's Hall of Fame as well as your school's diverse history your proudest moments, and your top role models. At vitalsignswalloffame.com, they're going to show you how to bring your school's legacy to life. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We want to say thank you to District 1. Go to district1.com, that's W-O-N, and you're going to feel like you've won when you see their custom uniforms, their on-time delivery, and their one-at-a-time replacement program. You'll never have to order a full set of uniforms when you only need one or two sets. Go to district1.com, click on the team gear button, and get your free quote. That's district1.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. And one of the questions that we've used since the podcast has begun has to do with this idea of social awareness. And again, I know you're not an athletic director, but you're a, a leader of, of two very successful programs. You talked about the uh, small town nature of your community. What is a way or what are some ways maybe that a leader can do a better job of being socially aware for their community? Do you have any suggestions for us? Sure. What we do in our community, our team, a cross-country team in the fall, we do a, it's called Socktober, and we collect socks, gloves, and hats. Um, we have little boxes or um, laundry bags out in front of every classroom, and we donate those to um, local charities, food banks um, for people during those winter months. But it makes the girls aware of, you know, the, we're in a small community, but um, economically, a, a strong community. So it just makes them aware of people that need that. And then I'll show them pictures of people that received the hats or the gloves and how much they appreciated or a little note they've left. Thank you for the people that donated these. And so it just makes them, I, I think it kind of takes the focus off yourself and the team. And sometimes just to think about other people is, is really important to me. And then on the track team, we do some, we do, we've done food drives. We've done just cleaning up in our community or at the school, just things that just to remind us that it's not all about us all the time. And I think as teenagers, it a lot of time becomes all about them. So just to make us aware that there's other people with needs and, and other things outside of our sport that are important 
and and how that they can help. And hopefully when we do that, they'll go on to when they go in college or, or they become community leaders themselves, they, they'll start doing practices or maybe volunteering somewhere or or just seeing people that are in need and and knowing how to respond to respond to those people. And I think that's re really important. Now, um, I, I think that's a great example. Uh, you know, I think sometimes coaches and ADs struggle at, well, geez, what do we do? How can we help our community? How can we connect? Um, what was some of the logistical uh, steps in, you know, again, making this happen? You know, you're not just going to post a uh, uh, an item on Facebook or something. You know, what, sure. what are some things that that you guys do as a community to make this work? You know, we, we do promote it on social media through our school's website. Um, we get the classes, the elementary, we give pizza parties to each class that brings in the most gloves and hats, whatever basket or number that they do. So the, the elementary kids really get into it. They, they love it. Um, so we do it that way. But then we get um, and then parents will donate like a laundry basket or a box and the, the girls will do, um, decorate it. And I make the girls are responsible for maybe, you know, the sophomores are responsible for the third grade and the fifth grade boxes or something like that. But but so we do promote it in the community. We talk about it. And now the community kind of expects it because I'll, I'll get calls in September. Hey, I've got a whole bag full of hats and gloves for you. When do you need them? So it started something that we've been doing. Now it's turnkey that people expect it and, and, and they want to help. And and I just I think the girls see that and um they they see the community responding to it as well. So I think it really has an effect on them. I've had some girls come up to me and they said, you know, at first we just thought it was something extra we had to do. Because sometimes I think, you know, that these our kids are you have to do community service hours for X, Y, or Z. And I don't think they appreciate why they're doing the community service service hours. It's just so they can be a part of that group. So for me, I really want them to understand the importance and, and that, you know, how giving back to their community just helps everyone. Yeah, um, the uh, the old community service, some kids, they're going to embrace it. Uh, some kids, they're, they're going to say, oh, do we have to? Uh, but, but I think painting that picture for them, you know, allows them to see that, uh, you know, this is something that, you know, we, we need to do, you know, we should do it. And oh, by the way, it's also fun. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for sharing that great idea. And this has been really cool spending some time with you. And, and again, as an old track coach, uh, you know, I, I think I would like to maybe come and uh, coach your hurdlers uh, for a, for a day or two it. down the road, <laughs> but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now we've said this a couple of times, you're not an AD, but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. So we're going to take our final break here from athletic surveys who sponsor the toolbox segment. When we come back, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD or maybe a coach on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So let's take that final break. And then we're going to find out what Ann Vogel is going to put in her new athletic director toolbox. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys is a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors always hear back from the complainers, uh, the people that want to gripe about everything, but that's really only about 2%. And Athletic Surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with that squeaky wheel parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com. See what they can do for you. That's athleticsurveys.com. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have uh, spent some great time, really enjoyed this one, with Ann Vogel, uh, an award-winning longtime cross-country and track coach at West Liberty Salem in Ohio. Uh, but right now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new AD, or we could say a brand new coach, on their very first job. But I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. So, Ann, what three items are going to go into right. your new athletic director toolbox? 
Number one, get to know your coaches and what makes them tick. Um, learn what makes them enthusiastic, learn their struggles and learn their sport as well. I think a lot of athletic directors are afraid of admitting they don't understand maybe track and field or golf. And you don't have to know the ins and outs exactly, but just learn the sport a little bit and, and, and learn from the coach. Um, my second one is to be an active learner. You, There's just, all sports are just always evolving and just read books, go to conferences, just always, always be willing to learn new things. Just don't get stuck in the same old, same old every day of, of your job. And finally, and I think the most important thing for an athletic director is become a part of your community, whatever that is. And in our town, it would be, you know, maybe go to the ice cream social or or go to the school musical, um, but, but become a part of the community, be a face in the community. And I think you're just going to get so much more support from, from everyone involved if you, if you take that time to become a part of your community. Boy, great, great advice. Uh, you'd make a great athletic director there. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love the part about getting to know the coaches, uh, you know, uh, understand, you know, what what they like, what they don't like, how you can help them. Uh, one of the best things I ever did as an AD when I became an AD at a new school, uh, I invited every single coach, and it was close to 100, uh, to come in over the summer. And the very first question I asked them, how can I make your job more fun okay and you know it, love that. It, it was it paid amazing dividends you know i had hall of fame coaches coming up to me weeks or months later saying nobody ever asked us that you know it was just so great so again get to know your coaches great stuff and um we gave this out earlier but one more time if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and connect and listeners i think you've got a great resource here what's the best way they can get a hold of you um, you can look me up at born and raced in westliberty.com and it's raced R-A-C-E-D, not raised, but born and raised in westliberty.com. Born and raced in westliberty.com. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Ann Vogel, thanks so much for spending time with us uh, on the podcast and all the best uh, over the summer months and this coming fall with cross country. Thanks so much, Jake. It was an honor to be here. Oh, you were great. For listeners, we do this just about every single day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening. Come back next time for more great interviews on the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll see you next time.